Hello to all you Eagles fans out there. This is episode 36 of the Missing Link Podcast. Your connection to the Eagles through the eyes of a fan. Today, we're going over the Eagles' win over the Vikings and previewing the Monday Night Football matchup against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is up, Eagles fans? Another victory, 2-0. Eagles beat the Vikings 34-28. Everyone's pumped, everyone's excited. Let's break it down. First home game of the season, the link was rocking. Play the Vikings for the second season in a row in week two. Came out with a win. Wasn't the blowout that it was last year, but it looked like it was heading that way. We were up 27-7. to Final score being 34-28. Gave up quite a bit there. Made us sweat the final possession because we can't just enjoy a Thursday night. We have to stress and sweat and make sure that you know we pay attention to every waking moment. Thanks again, Eagles, for that. But at the end of the day, we came out with the win. And... Even though we gave up 300 yards plus to Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson went off. He had 150 yards plus. I think it really showed the resiliency this team has that when they needed it most, Jalen in the running game and DeAndre Swift had a fantastic game and really should be the lead back moving forward. For whatever reason, he wasn't featured in week one. I think we can safely put that to rest. When we really needed the run game to function. We really needed that last score. Jalen and the offense and Swift took it on their back and they went down the field and scored. It's about the plays you make. It's about the final score and the scoreboard. And Jalen Hurts talked about that during his press conference during the week, just going over, look, when did winning not become the main thing? And I couldn't agree more. It doesn't really matter how it looks. What really matters is if we win. And you look around the NFL especially with some of these teams that have started out hot or maybe not so hot like Cincinnati, the talent is there. And everyone's going to struggle in the early going. You have these early games with the offense not necessarily being in sync. Defense, you have injuries, right? You have all these kinds of things. And we had a lot of injuries in the secondary this past week. And we still came out and we let Justin Jefferson do his thing. What matters is the scoreboard. And if you can get through two weeks of NFL football, winning the game despite injuries, despite going through, for example, a Bill Belichick over the course of, what, six months to prepare for you. You have Brian Flores, who is a really tough defensive coordinator for the Vikings. A win's a win. And I think it's exciting that the Eagles have not played their best, actually far from it. And we're still sitting here at 2-0 and with enough time to adjust here before the Tampa Bay game, taking that time off from a Thursday to a Monday to get things right, to self-scout, and to come back a little bit healthier and maybe try to make this thing 3-0. and I'd much rather be... 2-0 and than 0-2 and, and still searching for answers. This team, you can see that this team is extremely talented. They have the wide receiver talent. They've got the quarterback. The running game can be there. And that offensive and defensive line have just absolutely dominated at times. We haven't yet to see them put together for a quarter, two quarters in a row, and definitely not for a full game. And I think that's scary for the rest of the NFL. Maybe this happens here on Monday against the Bucks. Maybe we end up putting it all together. But I think we should just go through. I just want to talk about the team itself and really do a, a two-week self-scout because ultimately that's what they're going to be doing in the locker room. I think we should be doing it here. Let's just start with the offense. Let's start with Hertz. There's been a lot of questions surrounding passing this year, him reading defenses, and there have been some challenges. He hasn't even gone over 200 yards passing yet. But the running that he's displayed is always going to be his floor. He's opening up things in the offense through his progressions. He's got the talent on the outside to take advantage of one-on-one matchups. And again, you have 
no time in the preseason to prepare, no time to really play it out and see what the game action is going to be like. The first week you're playing Bill Belichick in Foxborough, you have a weird game with the rain and you're not really able to throw as much as you'd like necessarily. Their defense and your special teams take over. And it was just a weird, funky game. But look, you still came out with a win. Week two, you have the the Vikings defense with a new defensive coordinator who really likes to blitz. Blitzing really requires you to pay attention to your hot reads, reading the coverage. And there's not a lot of tape on this Vikings defense with this new defensive coordinator. So it's just a tough two-week stretch. Now, we're going to be going into Todd Bowles. And the, that's the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And he's been there for a year or two. So we know what we're going to be seeing. He has tape on him. And I think this is a great test to see, okay, we have an established defensive coordinator slash head coach, a talented defense, one that has some pieces that can really make life hard on offenses. And how are we going to prepare and execute? This is the week that Jalen really gets it together from the both air and the ground. And I think if you have him on your fantasy team, you're going to be pretty excited about what you're going to see here on Monday night. There was a little bit with the wide receiving crew this past week with A.J. Brown just going over and talking about his little scuffle on the sideline with Hertz. You have to remember that Hertz is A.J. Brown's son's godfather, I believe. Maybe it's his daughter, but either way, it's one of his kids' godparents. And that's just not something that's going to overtake itself in a game. He mentioned this week it wasn't about targets necessarily. It doesn't really, who cares what it's about? It's about teammates going out there and having the passion and wanting to win. At the end of the day, wide receivers want the ball. They want to contribute. And I could totally understand where AJ was coming from there. But he's going to get right. He's way too talented to not be in that 1,000 yards, 10-plus touchdown range. An offense like this and the concentration and the relationship and chemistry he has with his quarterback, they're going to be just fine. This is just a hiccup along the road. Devonta Smith has been crushing it. He's absolutely better than ever. I think it's fair to say that he's in the upper echelon of wide receivers now, even as a number two in this offense. And sometimes in any day, he can take over as number one. It's exciting to see not just the longevity and injuries that he's been able to avoid, but just the route running and the catching. And anytime you throw it his way, you know good things could potentially happen. I think it's just great having him as a compliment to a big receiver like A.J. Brown. And then we look at the slot receivers. I mean, Quez is hurt this week. We're not sure if he's going to be able to play on Monday night. But I think Goddard is, for all intents and purposes, that third receiver on this team. They tried to get him going a little bit more in the Vikings game, but his time will come. We're going to use him. He's way too talented to not figure it out. And again, I think it's just making sure that these defenses that we're facing are scoutable, making sure that our offense, we figure out who we are. We want to run the ball. I think we saw that this past week. Running the ball, both from the running back position and from the quarterback, is going to be key to opening up things down the field in the mid and long range. And I think Goddard's going to be a big beneficiary of that. The offensive line has not necessarily played up to its standards so far. You have individual greatness, you know, Kelsey on the sneaks or Landon Dickerson crushing it. Maialata was ranked the top tackle by Pro Football Focus, the highest it's ever been since like 2010 or something crazy like that. But the offensive line, I don't think, has really put together a great game in the past game yet. The running obviously was there. I think Swift had a lot to do with some of those yards, but they were run blocking like they always do, fantastically. Passing blocking and making sure we pick up stunts and blitzes and things like that. That's always it's all about communication. It's about playing together. Even with Cam Jurgens a right guard, that is really the only newcomer in that front of the line. But even so, season to season, it gets different. So I think they'll figure that out. Overall, I'm excited about the offense. I think that it just hasn't necessarily been the easiest schedule to start out a season with. But there's a lot of stuff coming up here, especially with the defenses we're facing, that are going to be a great opportunity for us to show our stuff. And I think we'll remind people why this offense was so feared last year. On the defensive side, 
you got to be excited about what you see. Our secondary outside of the cornerback position, you know that Bradbury and Slay are going to be awesome. Bradbury was out this past week. Even so, you had people step up. Avante Maddox got injured midway through the game. He had to leave. We had a rookie step up with Goodrich. It's just there's a lot of moving pieces, and we're still able to hang on with these games. Reed Blankenship did not play this past week, and we saw the repercussions of that. The secondary was confused at times. The coverage wasn't always fantastic. But they're doing enough in the scheme with the side to really confuse some of these offenses, get some turnovers, right? some forced fumbles, some sacks. Some of that comes down to individual greatness. Some of that comes down to the back-end coverage. Our secondary, I'm not too worried about. I think if Blankenship can come back and right the ship, he's played pretty well when we get to Kobe Dean back, a middle linebacker, and then ultimately we can stay healthy on the outside with the corners. That's going to be key. You have to be excited about our defensive line. You look at Carter. He's been a revelation as that ninth pick in the draft. He's the highest graded rookie in the entire NFL through two weeks. Josh Sweat versus the Vikings. He had eight pressures, a sack. Hassan Reddick hasn't even really been heard from the past two weeks. He had thumb surgery in training camp right before the season started. He's going to get going. Guy had, what, 17-plus sacks last year. Our defensive line in the rotation, you have to build Williams. Fletcher Cox looks rejuvenated. Our defensive line is going to be our strength, is what's going to carry us and give us that big advantage over both the Bucks on Monday night and just overall, I think that's going to end up being our calling card throughout the season. It's an exciting time. Just I really think that there is so much talent on the field They haven't put it together yet, and they're still winning these games. You have to be excited as an Eagles fan. There's so much more to play. It's really a brutal schedule if you think about it. We need to win these games early because we have so much coming up in the late slate. Don't forget, towards the beginning of this October, end of October, we've got the Dolphins, got the Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys again. We got a gauntlet coming up. So I think now's the time to work this stuff out, figure out who you are, how you want to do the rotations, what kind of offensive scheme you want to become, because we got big boys coming to town. We got a lot of NFC challengers like the 49ers look awesome. Cowboys, they'll be there at the end. They're going to take their lumps, but they're going to be a challenge for us for the division. We're trying to kind of be like, okay, what are we? Were we last year's high-flying offense? I think we can get back to that. I think we with a new offensive coordinator, it's difficult to figure out exactly how to, to use because everyone's had a season to scout us and understand what we do, and we got to switch. You know, you got to kind of counter the counter, right? But when it comes to the Bucks on Monday night, they're upstart. They got their 2-0 and with Baker Mayfield as their quarterback. No one really expected them to be as good as they are. They've beaten some decent teams. And I think everyone saw this on the Eagles schedule and just circled it as a win, not even thinking about it, post-Tom Brady life. But the Bucks are here, and they're real. And I think it's a defensive effort, but I think Baker's been playing kind of fearless. But he hasn't faced a defensive line like ours. And I just spoke to how well Jalen Carter and Sweat are playing and that isn't even playing it like Jordan Davis, right? He's been sacking quarterbacks left and right. He's just been an absolute load. And he's playing limited snaps because he can. There's a rotation that's been very effective. So I think we can really get into Baker's face, force him into mistakes. There's not a lot of dynamic running backs on the Bucks team. But obviously you have wide receivers like Mike Evans, who's been crushing it through two weeks. You can put someone like Slayer Bradbury on him, give him some safety help over the top. Not too worried about Evans necessarily. Godwin, as a possession receiver, can work that underneath, work our linebackers. So I think they'll move the ball. I don't think we're going to be shutting down this offense. But the defensive line, ultimately, I think is going to prove to be too much for their offensive line. And you can force Baker into mistakes. There's a reason why he's on the Bucks, and it didn't necessarily work out in Cleveland with that team that he had. It's because he makes those mistakes, and he is a gunslinger. And if you can get him off of his game... You can really take advantage of them. 
If you look at Monday night, you got to be excited. I think this is going to be the start of our coming out party. We're going to really take it to the Bucks defense. You're going to see Jalen really be Jalen, I think, for the first time this season. And I think it's going to give everyone good vibes heading into the fourth week against the Commanders. Not worried about this early season stretch. I, th- I know like people are worried and it seems like everyone's upset that we're 2-0, and but... We're 2-0, and we have not played our best football. Far from it. It starts on Monday. It starts with the Bucks, and I think we're going to announce that, hey, this team looks just like it did last year, and there's a lot to look forward to because we got some juggernauts coming up. It's going to be an exciting early part of the season, but we got to get as many wins as we can because you got to stack this stuff. You're not going to go undefeated. You're going to lose to certain teams, and all that matters is we go for that number one seed, and we win that division. So we'll see you after the game on Monday. Fly, Eagles, fly. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of the Missing Link Podcast. If you could take a moment to read, view, subscribe, the platform that you're listening on, that'd be great. Go Birds! Go Birds!